welcome to the Real Life Diabetes Podcast. My name is Amber Kluwer, and I've lived with type 1 diabetes for almost four decades and enjoy sharing my story and those of other people living their best life with this disease. Today's guest, Naomi Kinneman, solved a problem many pumpers face, where to put your pump in evening gear. Her passion for fashion and determination to create a badass line of clothing as a senior project made her the perfect guest. I see big things in her future. But before we dive in, I have a few quick announcements. Number one, the Diabetes Daily Grind is a nonprofit organization. Funds raised help keep the website, podcast, and advocacy efforts afloat. It's easy. Just click the donate link in the show notes. Number two, my affiliate and resources page feature reputable brands and services that make life with diabetes a more pleasant one. You can find all the deals at diabetesdailygrind.com. Number three, I recently launched The Diabetes Way, a website dedicated to people living with and touched by this disease. You should check it out at thediabetesway.com. And finally, stay engaged. Love, like, share, and comment on all things social media. Sign up for the e-newsletter. You get all the good deals there. Leave an iTunes review. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, which will hopefully be updated soon. And click on the Amazon banner on the website before ordering. It doesn't cost you a thing and throws a little change my way. All right, let's get started. All right, Naomi, welcome to the Real Life Diabetes Podcast. Thanks for taking time to chat with me today. And I want to tell really quick, the listeners, the reason I wanted to interview Naomi, because I only do one or two a month, is because I saw an article about what she had done in her senior project. So Naomi, tell us a little bit about yourself and especially your diagnosis story. Sure. So my name is Naomi. I am from Pennington, New Jersey. I was diagnosed in the sixth grade. So when I was 11 years old, and as you can imagine, um, transitioning into middle school, that's really not a great time to be standing out or different. So that definitely affected my self-confidence, especially when I went onto an insulin pump, walking around this, this giant bulky machine. And everyone's like, what is that? Is that a phone? Like, you're not allowed to have your phone with you. (laughs) So it was very uncomfortable my first year. Absolutely. And I just remember I couldn't wait for it to be like summer break where I could finally just feel away from everyone else and my peers and just be able to relax a little more and settle into like this this whole new life of mine. Mm -hmm. But also I really only remember having those struggles early on and especially my first year. And I feel like very quickly I got used to, this is, this is my life now, and this is what I have to do. And to me, it was never an option to not take care of myself. I took it very seriously. And I definitely had support from my family. They were very on top of things. It was new to them. So my parents were very much involved in making sure I was on track with everything and, and staying my healthiest. And so I did kind of morph away from those self-confidence issues as I grew into myself as a person more. And I have become just more self-accepting of myself in general. And that includes my diabetes. And I really don't think of that as, you know, defining myself or I don't feel like my insulin pump is noticeable just because I'm so used to it. And I don't know how much other people are still like, "Mm, what is that? Because I've accepted it. And that's really just what's important to me. And I know that I can do anything and be whoever I want. And I can still like feel comfortable and beautiful in myself. And it doesn't matter that I'm also walking around with an insulin pump or CGM attached to me. Okay. Let me ask you right off the bat. Like when you were first diagnosed, did you go straight into wearing an insulin pump? 
Oh, yes. I remember being like, so when can I go on this as soon as possible? And I remember it had to be at least a three month period on injections, yeah. I believe. Um, and I was like, no, 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 I want an insulin pump like now. I, I And it's not like the shots bothered me, but I'm someone who always wants like seconds and I don't want to be having to take shots <laughs> throughout the day. Right. So for me, I always wanted to be on an insulin pump. And I do have an aunt who was on one and it just seemed like a, a better system to me. So I was very much looking forward to being on that. Okay. So two things, what insulin pump did you start with? I started with Animus and then they kind of went out of business and I had to go into Medtronic. And now I am on the T-Slim, which I think has been the best experience and I absolutely love. And I've actually been in way better control than I ever have uh, paired with the Dexcom. That's awesome. I'm so happy to see all like, well, and Insulet just put out, you know, they, their closed loop system essentially. And it's just exciting to see better control and management for people using insulin pump therapy and that you get to benefit from that. It's, it's awesome. And then you, so your aunt had type one diabetes. Yes. So I have an aunt on my mother's side and a cousin on my father's side and wasn't in touch with my cousin a whole lot. And she's actually on the Omnipod, which I've never been on or anything, but my aunt, yes, has diabetes. That's kind of why my mom knew when my symptoms started starting up, it was kind of like, Oh, ding, ding, ding. She's really thirsty all the time. She's going through this. You know, there was like that recognition there. I, well, and I want to say to you, one of the things I really love about your message, diabetes or not female, male or whatever, like we all struggle with self-image at some point in our life. And so having such a positive attitude early on, I think has really been helpful for you to do what you're doing. So let's talk about, so you've had diabetes for how many years now? Half my life. So 11 years. <laughs> it's so funny when you think about it like that, because like I've had it for pretty much 85 plus percent of my life, you know, so because I'm old. <laughs> And, and have had it a really long time, but it's just, yeah. Like, and I had the mentality like you did, okay, this is what I need to do. This is my new life and let's move on. I do feel bad for, and I say bad in a, not a, a negative way, but for people who are diagnosed in their late teens or early twenties, or even as an adult, because you really know what life was like before it. Exactly. So the transition is so much different. Yeah, exactly. This is very much, it's hard for me, yes, to imagine and to remember times when I wasn't like looking at food and automatically counting the carbohydrates in them. Yeah. But it is interesting to me because clearly I do think about that because like I've been keeping track and like this was the first year where it's like I've officially reached like half my life and next year I will have the majority of my life with this but that is life and I always tell myself it could be a lot worse and I count my blessings every day that this is what I have honestly absolutely well okay let me ask you do you celebrate your diagnosis day absolutely <laughs> <laughs> um I've been away at uh, school the past couple of years but my mom has always definitely mark that day as a special day. And we always have a little ice cream cake, which is my favorite. <laughs> yeah. It's a special day. No, oh, that's great. Yeah. Okay. So let's jump into your college career. Like what, ha what your path is and, and why you created this. I'm not going to, yeah, I'll let you tell the story. <laughs> Right. Well, I'll tell you a little history, a little first. So I got into sewing and the fine arts really uh, in the second grade. My mom is a seamstress and so are my aunts and that runs in their family from their mom and their aunts. So it's kind of been a trade that's passed down, which is really awesome because it's kind of a lost art to some people. Well, you can make um, your own clothes too. Like, yeah, my God, think about all the exactly. money you save and you can like custom fit everything. Jesus. 
Okay, I know. keep going. So, Sorry. <laughs> when I grew up, they always uh, had fun teaching my sister and I and my brother all how to make clothes, make pajamas, make a quilt, make a bag. And my sister and I loved making outfits for ourselves and designing them. So I loved doing that as a kid. And that was just like a fun hobby of mine. And I've also always pursued the fine arts throughout school since seventh grade about I've been taking advanced art classes. So I've loved drawing and painting. And then that led me after high school into community college. That's where I started. And I kind of tried to figure out what I wanted to do next while also saving some money. And I realized that there I could pursue fashion as and sewing as a career and not just a hobby anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's when I decided to apply to the Savannah College of Art and Design, also known as SCAD in Georgia. And I got in and I started my path as a fashion design major. I'm sure that was really competitive. It's a pretty competitive school once you're in, <laughs> but it is the um, it is the number one art school now in the country, which is awesome. So it's very, very grueling and very just high work environment. And it, it's it's tough. That's been my life for the past three years is just uh, design and sewing and everything. I, can't, I mean, that's like a dream. Let me just give you a history on me. Like I love arts. I love all things, fashion, design, whatever. I did never think that was a career path. So I started after I graduated from college with an environmental degree, an arts organization and gallery for emerging artists. And I was, I had fashion shows. It was just, I'm so thankful that you got the opportunity to really pursue something. And I will say too, because it's a non-traditional career path. Do have you had any fears about working for a lot of people want to work for a big corporation because they want insurance with diabetes. So this is kind of like, but loose and fancy free in your medical world. So have you thought about that career path long-term? Yeah. So I sound like such a mom and I'm not like, <laughs> that is so ridiculous. I'm supporting you 100%. Keep going. No, I know. Well, it's funny. I always joke like, so I have two other siblings. So one of them is graphic design. I'm fashion design. And my brother is film and digital media arts. Because awesome. my dad's like, you know, where are all the lawyers? Where are the finance kids? And I'm like, no, you got arts kids, but and it's not like um, that hasn't been encouraged. I've absolutely been encouraged in my family to um, pursue arts. And it's what we're passionate about. And we're all lucky enough that we have taken that passion into a creative field. And I know people doubt like fashion, like, you know, parents are concerned about making money. And it's like this school SCAD is literally preparing you for the best top jobs in those creative fields. So I've never doubted myself about like being able to get a job because they're out there. There's so yeah. many jobs in the arts, but I've absolutely thought about insurance. I go off my parents' insurance when I turned 26. And I'm just like, I need to have a full-time like corporate job by then so that I do have insurance. Absolutely. That's been a consideration of mine. I think that's just one of the things and I'm just hearing you say that processing, you know, that has always been a concern of mine my whole life. If you didn't have a chronic illness, how, I mean, you wouldn't have to think about that kind of stuff ever. Like, mm -hmm. wow, what a freedom there. But Let's get into your senior project and, and the line that you put together. Yeah, of course. So at SCAD, our senior year, fashion design students have the opportunity, or it's really required, to make a senior collection. So we start this process over the summer leading up to senior year. And then throughout the entire year, we work on designing a collection and then taking that into actually creating it and sewing up a five look collection. So I decided to take this opportunity to make a collection that accommodates people like me with type 1 diabetes because something that I've struggled with always, and I know I'm not the only one, is where on earth do I put an insulin pump 
in my clothes, especially in evening wear, in a dress, in a jumpsuit, something that never has pockets. So I was like, you know what? I'm tired of not having clothes for myself. So I'm just going to freaking make my own. And so I did that. And throughout this entire year, I have developed a five look collection again, that is more focused on evening wear because dresses kind of tend to be the more where I struggle. And I think other people struggle just in garments that just generally tend to lack pockets or waistband. So it's been really exciting for me. I call this collection type one of a kind. I really like puns. So uh, that, and obviously it has to do with accommodating people with type one diabetes. Now I am an insulin pump wearer, like I said, but I also wanted this collection to accommodate those who use injections because I know everyone has to start with those. And a lot of people stay with using injections. Um, I think majority actually don't use insulin pumps. Yeah. So all of my looks, actually, I have five looks. All of them have pockets, at least two for an insulin pump. And then anything that has long sleeves, I have cutouts or slits for injections in the arm. And then also in one of my looks, I have cutouts in the belly area for those who inject in the belly. Cause I remember I used to do that a lot. I love it. I will not be showing anything around my belly, but I'm sure a lot of people will, will and would when this, this, we're never going to be able to purchase this for, I mean, like, of course I'm ready for you to make something. I know. Well, so that's the thing. So I didn't mention that throughout my entire concept. And as soon as I decided to do this, I knew I wanted to do it with the focus of creating a future brand, because I do know that I'm not the only one who struggles. And there's an entire market of millions of people out there who have just never been in the mainstream design process. So the niche is out there and it just hasn't been catered to yet. So that really has been my focus of making this bigger than just a school project and taking it further after I graduate, which like you said, will be a few years. I will need more designs (laughs) and working out through more of the kinks, but I absolutely 100% percent plan on taking this further as an actual brand for people with type one diabetes. Well, and you graduate in like how many days? Let's see my countdown app. I think it's eight, <laughs> eight, eight days till graduation. Eight days. And this episode will be out by I hope maybe the day you graduate. Shoot. I don't yeah. even know. But what do you have any, and I think you should take plenty of time off. You've been in school, you've been very busy, but do you have an idea of what you're going to do post-graduation? So absolutely. I need some time to decompress 100%. I am moving back home to live with my family. And like I said, I'm from New Jersey. So I have put some applications out there and hoping to hear back from some places in New York City. Uh, That way I can commute and I have some irons in the fire. So I'm hopefully hearing back from them soon, which is really exciting for me. But I don't want to be leaving my senior concept, you know, untouched. I do want to keep this momentum going that I have. And so I will be focusing that uh, on that uh, when I also have time <laughs> in between my job and relaxing, which it's just going to be a busy next couple of years, but I'm just still really excited about it because this whole project has been something that I'm so passionate about. And I've already gotten some local media attention and new followers on Instagram. So many type one diabetics who are commenting, like they can't wait. Um, they're so excited about my design. So it's just pushing me to keep pursuing this because I know people are already getting excited about this and I've already put it out there. So there's no going back. <laughs> well, when you do take a job, let's just say in New York, are you want it, right out of the bat? Do you want it to be diabetes focused or do you want it to be fashion focused? I am going, I'm planning on doing fashion design because I would love to work in a business and an industry where I can kind of learn the trade and the business a bit more, especially going into starting my own. So I absolutely present, uh, plan on pursuing the fashion aspect of it. 
Okay. Well, I'm just, there's a lot of energy right now when it comes to recognizing people with, and I don't like the word necessarily, but disabilities and not only to hire people with a disability, but more to how do we accommodate those people? And it's a no brainer. Like you said, you created the line because you saw a problem and you wanted to fix it because you live with it every day. So I just think there's a lot of energy there for you. And um, I know you're going to do very well. And I was just thinking while you were talking, I've interviewed two other people in the past eight years. One was all sh shoe design, type one and making shoes that were very comfortable, but still something you want to stroll in Italy. So I'm going to introduce you to her because she has a lot of really great connections. And then a woman I just interviewed and... I'm not going to say their names right now because of whatever, but I'll connect you with her as well because she went to his, a school of design, I want to say in Europe. And her takeaway from that was just very different in having life with type one. So I, I'd like to introduce you to those ladies. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And I've been put into contact through other people with other people recently with people who've seen some of my work and are excited and, and are wanting to make those connections with other people. And I love that. Because I know the type one community is a very strong community and there's a lot of connectedness and we definitely support each other. Yeah. Uplifting. Yeah, absolutely. So it's amazing. So I, I'm excited to connect with more people in the community who are doing other things like I'm doing. And two last questions. And I ask all my guests this towards the end is, and it's obvious to me that you've had proper education. Do you feel like you continue to get proper education about your life with diabetes because new things are coming out and your body changes, life changes with age? Do you have access to that? Do you seek it out or do your doctors provide anything? I would say I have conversations with my doctors. I haven't been super seeking out new things. I mean, I was looking out for tandem when I knew I was trying to switch to an insulin pump just because a different insulin pump because I wasn't having the best results. Yeah. I think I do need to be keeping an eye out for more of that stuff because now I know other brands are creating other closed loop systems that maybe I would like better. And I think I just, I should, I could be talking about that a little bit more um, and looking into that. I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't even don't, I'm not, it's not a shame on you. No, I know. It's like just one of those, like I, if I wasn't in the industry, literally yeah. reading journals and press releases every day, I would have no idea what's yeah. going on. I think I have like not been as just involved for myself, which I should be. My, like I said, my life has been kind of crazy the last three years with um, school. But definitely as things are progressing and, I, and you know, I see pop up articles about some scientific breakthroughs recently. And so I'm, I am keeping a little bit of an ear out for that. But I do think I, I can be paying more attention because there are new advancements coming out and I do want to be aware of that. So I know what's best for me. Yeah, for sure. OK, another question. Do you have access to healthy food options within walking distance? Yes, I do. Well, that's great. Yeah, I'm learning about the disparities and, and what you know, people have access to, mm -hmm. it's just, it's blows my mind. I know. I and know. What else? I mean, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's like diabetes related in fashion. Gosh, I remember going to prom and having to get my shot through my tights and it was just, and I was at the table because I didn't want to get up and I was and it okay. embarrassed. So I'm so excited for your company to hopefully help lessen the burden for, for people. Well, also something I didn't mention was throughout my collection, I have also kept in mind the lack of pockets and functional pockets in women's wear in general. Oh yeah. So while creating pump pockets, one, they're like giant and some of my garments have like two to four so they can fit your giant ass iPhone or like your <laughs> lipstick or your wallet or your emergency snacks or your pens. Yeah. Because I know that there's so much, again, I focus on women's wear right now that one that a woman needs to carry around, but a diabetic woman, like good yeah. God, there's so much you have to carry around. So, um, 
Um, I have looked a lot at making sure that there are pockets and big pockets in all of my looks because you'll see like um, on my one jumpsuit, I just have these two massive pockets, very stylish on the outside, but they can fit everything a woman needs for her to walk around or go out at night. I think that is so important. I'm going to say another example. My One of my dear friends got married. This is a few years back. And I was, I was still had to carry, this is before I had a CGM, but I still had my meter and all my stuff. And it was like, everybody had little cute purses that are wristlets or whatever. And I'm like, I I couldn't carry the bag that I wanted to carry because I had to carry all my shit. I know. I know. I mean, it is a real thing. And then you think about it, guys, at least we have a purse. I mean, <laughs> if we wanted to, you know what I mean? Like yeah. pockets and what you're doing is going to change people's lives. But let's talk about guys. Are you going to shift into that at all? I mean, I guess they always have pockets, don't they? Yeah. So that is why my focus has really been women's wear because men always have pockets and they have deep pockets. Like they're not these little tiny pockets that we have on jeans in the front that hold like a penny. So (laughs) I really haven't looked at them, but I'm very interested because when I take this further, I absolutely want to look at kids wear, women's day wear, women's evening wear, which is what I've done right now. And then, uh, yeah, what do men need? I'm very aware that they do have pockets and waistbands and really the type one diabetics that I've seen of men who use insulin pumps, their pump is sitting comfortably in their pocket and no one notices it and their phones in their other one. And it's like not a problem, but that's just my like first look at menswear. And I, and I would love to look into, uh, are there accommodations in clothing that they could use, uh, maybe in jackets or something else? Absolutely. So I I do want to cover my basis because everyone who has diabetes, like you said, it doesn't discriminate. There's different ages, shapes, colors, sizes, and you have diabetes 24 hours of the day. So for when you're going out in athletic wear or in day wear or evening wear. So there's like really a lot to look at for me as I go forward with this, because everyone has diabetes all the time and you're wearing different garments all the time. I totally. And let me tell you, the pants that I currently have on, which you cannot see, like I have the same pants, but without pockets. And I didn't realize how valuable a pocket is until, you know, I want to stick my iPhone in there when I go out and walk. <laughs> and so I was so thankful that they finally put out pockets. I was just like, this yeah. is, no, I once, love the they pants. Started, once they started making athletic wear with pockets, you can never go back to leggings that no. don't have pockets. Like you just can't you can stick your phone, like in the front of your underwear. Like it's ridiculous. No, it's absurd. It's absurd. So pockets are huge for me for insulin pumps and just everything else that you need to carry around. I think, let me ask you, because and I'll have in the show notes, some, uh, some of the images of your work, the models, are they of you? Is it people with diabetes? Like what are we doing there? So all of my garments were made kind of in the industry standard size that we use here at school. And that happens to fit me. And so I made all of my garments sure that they could fit me. And in my photos, you will see I am modeling all of the garments. Um, It was important to me that someone with diabetes, obviously, is wearing them and showing off like where an insulin pump goes. And I haven't met too many people here. I mean, I was also, you know, I'm in college during a pandemic. So I spent a lot of time at home, not meeting people and not necessarily meeting people with type one diabetes. So yes, I am modeling all the clothes and you can see where the insulin pump goes in all of them. That's great. One last question. And I really will let you go (laughs) is when you talk about, because I didn't really know anyone with type one diabetes growing up. I didn't have any friends and it wasn't until getting really involved in the type one community as an adult that I've had such friendships. So did you go to any camps or any diabetes related things as a kid? My first year after being diagnosed, you know, I talked about that being a rough time. My family had booked a summer trip to Orlando for the Friends for Life conference. Yeah. So that's what I went to, which is a really amazing experience. And I think that really 
helped me feel more comfortable because you just are in an environment where everyone there knows what you're going through and they have things for family members of people and yeah. brothers and siblings of people. So everyone is in the same boat and it's a learning experience and just a really, and you know, again, we talked about the diabetes community being a very strong community and it's all very supportive. So, and I feel like, again, I talked about like very much moving into like my self-confidence phase, um, being very confident afterward. And I feel like that definitely helps because I'm just like, you know, this is life and look at all these other people living the same life and we're all great and it's fine and it's okay. I love it. Well, I look forward to Congratulations on the graduation and all the hard work. I feel very confident. We'll see you in the, whatever magazine you want to be in at any point in your life. Uh, I'm excited for your future. Thank you so much. Me too. I'm very excited to see where all this all goes. (laughs) All right. Well, please stay in touch. Yes. Thank you so much for reaching out to me. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Well, this interview has me missing my years of jewelry design and working within the emerging fine arts world. I'm totally digging what Naomi is doing and can't wait to see what the future holds for her. I also have my fingers crossed. I can sweet talk her into a custom design at some point. I mean, a girl can dream, right? Before I wrap up, I have a few quick reminders. Number one, my latest project, The Diabetes Way, is live. And for people like you and those touched by diabetes, check out thediabetesway.com to learn more. Number two, don't forget to visit my resources and affiliate page for killer discounts. If you'd like to join this list of reputable brands, just hit us up at Penelope at DiabetesDailyGrind.com for more details. Number three, I know you're listening. Thank you so much. (laughs) So be kind and throw a little change my way. Funds raised help keep the website, podcast, and advocacy efforts afloat. All you have to do is click on the donate link in the show notes. And finally, I'm here for my diet peeps and the medical community. So feel free to contact me on any social media platform or directly at amber at diabetesdailygrind.com. Your continued support and love help keep the episodes coming. Cheers to the highs and lows, everyone. Yes, I